Y'all, I'm sitting on cloud nine right now after recording this intense and incredibly insightful podcast with the one and only Jesse Wood. He's a creator, a designer, a life coach, a speaker, a transformer, a teacher, a musician, a worshiper, and above all, he's a man who walks in the confidence of Jesus, claiming his truest identity as a son. If you've never heard of him, stand by, because you surely won't forget him after you've had the opportunity to hear his wisdom, his passions, and his huge heart towards people, and especially our loving Father. We unpacked so much goodness that we couldn't cap this segment to one hour. I can assure you this two-hour podcast will be worth every single minute of your time. So sit back, rest in the goodness of God, and soak in the words that we hope will lead you into your next phase of intimacy with your maker. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. I'm so glad to have you here, and I was so expectant for what today would be and what it would be, not just for myself, but for us, Mm. um, for the people that are listening and the people who will listen in the future. Uh, Just to give Jesse a quick intro for those who don't know him, I actually am just getting to know him more myself. He is a new friend, but a fast friend, and I'm blessed that he came into my life through other people who I just... I know radiate the Lord all the time. I think of Jay and Madeline and just now meeting Demetria. Like you guys are like a powerhouse and it's just (laughs) such an incredible space. I don't even have to be near you. I literally think of you guys and I'm like, man, what am I doing today to get get into the word, to get my my very being deeper. Mm. And so I'm grateful for how you walk your life. I'm grateful for how you shed your your light, God's light, and the time that you invest in people is absolutely incredible. And here you were at the beginning being like, I don't really want to invest my time in people. I only want to invest my time in Jesus. But thank you for being here. And hopefully it's a simultaneous experience for us both. Um, But Jesse has a bajillion titles among his name. And we don't like to claim titles by any means. But if you check out the podcast, not only this, but all of the information, you'll get to see that he has. He's actually rocking his own hat right now. 99 for the one. If you know the verse, I'm sure he'll shout it out here in a little while yeah. but incredible ministry just based around the fact that he, he knows because he was one that God came after and we're going to get to hear that testimony here a little bit 
I don't even know it fully, so I'm excited to hear how that kind of evolved. But a life coach, a marketing guru, an incredible musician, an artist, a creator, uh, really just a mastermind in and of himself. But he, when he gets with other people, can just can just make it happen. And it's really exciting and invigorating because I have that entrepreneurial spirit about myself and I've never really figured out until the last few months how to tap into that in a God-given way. And once you can, boy, is it powerful. Yeah. So grateful to have you, grateful to have people hear from you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited. I love just winging it. Yeah. And I, I should tell you and the the audience you, you i'm sure you know this by now that my love language is sarcasm okay. and <laughs> it, it wasn't mentioned in corinthians but paul missed one of the gifts of the spirit and that's being able to move seamlessly mm-hmm. from sarcasm to being in the spirit and back again with no warning I have that gift. Okay. So. <laughs> Hopefully I can read you well enough. And if I don't laugh, I'm sorry. I'm probably taking offense. But I've learned not to do that very easily That's anymore. good. <laughs> yeah. I offend easily, but also have no feelings. So ah, okay. you can say whatever you there want you to go. me. We'll be fine. I'll probably just return a joke back at you. I love it. I so. feel like that's how my husband is. So it makes it super easy. And he often will. Like Gary's the most likable person if you Facts. ever meet him. He's it's just, true incredibly likable and he went on a bachelor party a few years back and one of the the groom's brother came back and he was like he wanted to fight me i'm like you why (laughs) he was like he could not comprehend my sarcasm and i was legitimately joking and all of our friends were laughing the whole time (laughs) and he got mad that he left the bachelor party early and i'm like you should probably call and apologize he's like i don't know what to apologize for i was just being me he's a grown man he couldn't figure out my sarcasm so Mm. I'm, I'm hoping I'm used to your sarcasm, too. I'm sure we'll do great. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It's amazing. Well, thank you for letting me be here. I'm excited to also be to share with your amazing audience. This is the eighth one. Yeah. Of course, I'm a huge fan of just numbers and <laughs> yes. different things. Ooh, tell me about eight. What do yeah. you got? So eight is, is new beginnings. Yeah, so in, in creation, there's seven days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the whole thing happens. We have the seventh day, yeah. the day that the Lord rests. And the eighth day was the first day where they went to work, essentially, because you go from rest to now working in the completion Mm -hmm. of everything. Mm, That's good. So I I love eight because it's now all the pieces are here. We've stepped back to bless God for the journey. Mm. And then it's like, all right. Now what do we do? So good. We just get to enjoy. And yeah. that's that's when we, in, in creation we see Adam going to work. Now he's naming all the animals. Yes. He's he's just living life yes. in what the Lord has built and handed to him. And so I love that this is the eighth one because I feel, and I was about to apologize, but I'm not going to apologize. So <laughs> I, again, just, just seamlessly, if I, if I feel the Lord, I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. And I just, I just see even not just this podcast, but this podcast was a piece mm-hmm. of your creation story mm-hmm. and having all the pieces in place and going like, mm-hmm. Okay. We made it. Now let's begin. And all these things, and and so many little things, um, like in creation, it says that the Holy Spirit brooded or hovered over the waters. And we kind of read past that so quickly, but it's very important. Mm. It's a very important foundational piece that there wasn't land 
before there was water. Right. There was water first. Yeah. And the Lord actually had to retract water for land. And his spirit hovered over the waters. And we see so often in scripture where spirit, uh, the water, the spirit is symbolized by water. Mm, And so you have the fullness of the spirit. And the Lord actually begins to withdraw to create a space for man to exist. Mm. Because we have to habitate where on land. Right. Right. right? Um, it's, it's just so amazing that the Lord gives us space yeah, to live life with him. He's so, but he loves us. He created us for love. Yeah. He is love. And you want people to experience the best of who you are. Yeah. And that's what the Lord wants, to experience his best. And I see that for you. Mm. Not just, and I say in this season, but by season, even in here, because such foundation, this was meant to be at that point point at day eight was the beginning of forever yeah of the season of now forever that's not good that's that's the holy spirit calling <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well that just it's okay keep on keeping on um, um jesus What's up? yeah thank you for the call yeah thank you for the call lord sweet mama um, really look at yeah. that mom mom calling in yeah. really lo- really loving you that's that's amazing um, and we'll just take that. So phones and calling are indicative of the calling that's on your life. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> right here. And God's like, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. My calling is, is here. here. It's yeah. coming in. Oh, that's so good. And I'm just, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful yeah. for for the foundation seasons you've gone through. I've read a lot of your testimony. I love how transparent you are because... To, to really bring someone up, to lift them up, you have to find a point of connection. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just moving and they're watching you. Right. So right. when you when you go, hey, I've been here, and you let people grab on to yes, that place, so but you're also higher, you have somewhere you can take them. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that you have a life that reflects that mm-hmm. and does that and creates connection points and brings other people in to just broaden. That's all every guest is doing, just broadening your yeah. connection points to go, yeah. hey, follow me as yeah. we're just transparent and real and yeah. show that this is this is what life is. It's not perfection, right. but it can be enjoyed when there's connection. Yeah, so good. Connection with each other, yeah. the community that you were talking about, this community that I have, such an amazing family. Yeah. But that all that all evolve or revolve around connection with the Lord. Absolutely. And that's that having that consistent yeah. is so, so amazing. Yeah. And just like the inquiry base around that too, because there are people I know that follow or come along for the ride for different reasons. And maybe it's like my physical journey or my mental battles that I faced and that spiritual peace hasn't connected for them. But that whole concept of mind, body, and soul, mind, body, and spirit, mm. that alignment, that essential like um, revolving, I just, I almost see like the world spinning on an axis. Like you can't have one without the other. True. And people are, are all on a journey of identity and self-identity and, and claiming who they are. And it's it's learning that vertical piece of saying who we're told to be, who we are said to be, who we were called, how we were created to be, and comprehending that, it just changes that whole axis. It's yeah. like it finally starts circling versus us trying to weave and flow and trying to get that ball right on the right spinning space. You can't do it unless all three of those things are in motion. Yeah. 
it was interesting when you were talking, I was just totally going back to my visual that I got yesterday. And I always talk about like God winks and I feel like he just winks at us all day long. And that's just my explanation of, of him showing up in a way that my dad always growing up would always just wink at me. Like whether I was at gymnastics or I was on the other side of the room and he was having a conversation and I kind of just caught his eye. And I just always see that as like a sign of adoration because it means that even if he has his mind or his body somewhere else physically and it's not right next to mine, it was just this reminder that, hey, I see you. Hey, I love you. And so it's so transcended into this godly father experience because my dad and I haven't been as close in recent years. And so I just lean on it so much. And so yesterday I was running on the beach and I don't know if you saw my story yesterday, but I was working out with my dogs and I had stopped and I was listening to a worship set on Spotify of a women's group that meets locally called hot and holy, which is just incredible. We'll have to wow. talk about that another time, but, um, such a spirit move. And so I just felt compelled to dance. So I was dancing, I was doing <laughs> ballet on the beach and it was just so free. Things you won't see me do. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Come on. You don't do ballet with me. I'll plie. Um, maybe not in public. <laughs> well, I was right in public and I did not even care because the worship song Abba father was on and it just breaks me every time. And I was watching the dolphins like ride the waves, grew up at the beach, see it all the time. I'm like, gosh, that's so cool. You know, thank you God for this time and just praising him and I see an air blow and I'm like dolphins do dolphins do that yeah I guess dolphins do that interesting so I start videoing because they're just having so much fun (laughs) and as I video a whale breaches and falls backwards (laughs) and I just got so joyful and emotional I started crying I was (laughs) laughing and I was like God come on show off for me like this is all yours. And it just makes me, as you're talking about like God hovering over the waters, like that was probably, while it's the last, if you think about technically, it's like the first piece of land, right? As the ocean touches right there. Yeah. And I'm just standing like that, such a miraculous space to be on in top of any water. Um, but I just felt like God's presence was so apparent. I was late for where I was going and it just <laughs> didn't even matter. I was like literally yeah, laughing, dancing, like that's a way. Whale, that's a whale. All the tourists or people who live there are probably like, that girl is crazy. Who's this hippie? It's 2019, okay? (laughs) I was just in such awe and I just smiled. I still had like a mile to run back and I don't think my smile broke. I don't know if I even breathed on the way You still had it actually when I walked in the Uh, office today. I was like, you look like your face has been stuck there. Like it's so just bringing me life. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was just so good and I needed it so bad. I had taken a personal day which I don't think we take enough a personal health day not a sick day that's good and he just he's like thank you for taking that time for you and me because we don't do it enough that's true and that's where my emotion really came because I was like if we just took the time to look outside of our current space our current situation our current you know mental space you could really just God will show up he'll wink at you in such a big way that's so true the Lord is always speaking he loves us yeah. as his children. And I'll kind of start start deep and work yeah, backwards tell me, tell me. when we just going straight all the way in the prophetic, do trainings and just activations. Yeah. And I just love loving on people using the tool of the prophetic. Yeah. To, to me, it's, it's, it's all about loving, loving the Lord, loving people. Jesus said all the laws summed up there, right? So yeah. the goal ever only will always be to love people. Yeah. Anything anything else you do, any 
thing you employ strategy should just be a way to do that. Mm. If it's if that's not what it's for, yeah. it's a waste of time. So good. Or it's selfish ambition. So good. So if you're prophesying, yeah. let it be for love because you can fail at a prophetic word. Sure. You can even you can even pray for healing for somebody and and not see the healing mm-hmm. happen right there in the moment. You can want to be generous but not have money. But if your goal is to love and you just think with what I have, whether it's just encouraging words, mm-hmm. can I just love on somebody? That's the one thing that the word says never fails. Yeah. Love never yeah. fails. Yeah. So we're talking about life coaching and success coaching. It's here's here's my tip for you. Just make your life mission, business mission, whatever, to love people. Yeah. And you will never fail. So good. And just go, all right, but my gift or talent or idea is this so let me let that be my flavor of love or my language of love as my my sister demetria stallings yeah that you've mentioned she has a nonprofit, letters of the heart yeah and i'm her logistics manager we're we're just bro and sis and a a mantra that she has come up with that is just it's it's ingrained in our mission is Mm to create space mm-hmm. for people to be them best their best selves mm-hmm. while letting love be their language mm-hmm. and that's that's what it's all about yeah. so once you connect in love now what mm-hmm. give people space to be their best selves but in the in the prophetic you have to know the word talks about how god's thoughts for his children are as numerous than yeah. The grains of sand um, that you were just dancing yes. on. You, you didn't Gosh. even, in, in the miles and all that that you ran, every piece of sand that you touched, yeah. not even close to the amount of thoughts that the Lord has for you. Mm. And can you believe that any moment you can, just in conversation with him, you can hear some of those for yeah. yourself. Sure. Or you can get some of those thoughts for someone else. Oh, yeah. And that it's that's the prophetic. Yeah. It's just perceiving those. Right. And, but, but even rewinding all the way down to just, just being encouraging, just a smile, just a wink that is communicating what love, that language of love. And it's, it's so amazing to help people understand that the Lord loves them that much. And our problem is that Jesus is not on earth anymore, but that's also the greatest solution. Mm. It's the greatest solution because Jesus basically said either he didn't give us this option because he knew better. Yeah. Word, you know, you don't give, there's some options you don't give your children. Yeah, you just so say, true. no, this is the best and yep. this is what's going to happen. Yep. And it's later happen? we figure out, oh, now I know why they did that. Yeah. So That's good. Jesus is like either the world has just me mm-hmm. for the time that I'm here on earth or I can leave. Mm. And give all who wants it the same spirit to operate as me. Yeah. And so by Jesus leaving, he multiplied himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the invitation that we have to walk in. But before we even get there, you were talking about identity. Yeah. And I really want to touch that. There's so much. I love seeing things, posts, and people be like, you know, be you. Be who you are. Don't let anybody tell you who you are, mm. which which is really great. But you're right. kind of assuming something. Mm-hmm. You're assuming that people already know who they are. Yeah. And as much as you can even write down, who, who do you want to be? I, I love that. You know, write down who you want to be. But there's an even better way. It's 
asking the person who created you who you are. Yeah, right. Getting with the Lord and going, who am I? Yeah. You know, the the word says that he knit us together. Mm -hmm. And even before you were made, he foreknew you. For knew you, he he already designed great works for you to do. But more than that, he he calls us his beloved. Mm -hmm. He wants to just be intimate with us. And when you start, when you live life out of that place, which is what Jesus did, living life out of that place of intimacy, before Jesus went into the greatest trial of his life, that then began his ministry, what happened? He got baptized yeah. and immediately received an affirmation of his identity. Yeah. This is my son, whom I love yeah. and with whom I am well pleased, yeah. which was actually a Jewish cultural practice, a level uh, of sonship, actually. When you're born into a family, let's, let's just take the male. In yeah. the kingdom of God, let me preface, sonship is a... Uh, it's not just an it's not just an idea. It's it's more of a a, a status. It's a state. It has nothing to do with your sex, male, right. female. Right, so right. when we say sonship, Son, we're uh, we're all right. in, all inclusive. Right. The Lord's children. Right. And a lot of times, the word son is translated into our Bible as child or yeah. children of God. If you if you find it in Scripture and then you go to the Greek, usually it's the word son. Cool. Cool. Okay. So when you're talking about sonship. We're born into the kingdom of God. Right. But we have to decide whether we want to make Jesus our Lord. So then you're saying, yeah, I am a son, but now I choose to accept and walk in that identity. So now we're in the kingdom. But the first level is a like an immature child. Yeah. And there's a scripture. I have I have the notes. I don't have it offhand. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of notes. Yeah. But there's a scripture that, that compares an immature child in the kingdom of God to that of a servant. Okay. It's like you're a servant, but you own everything. Yeah. It's almost like you're right. leaving a lot on the table. Interesting. And while you're doing work in the house, yeah. it's like you're... You don't live like you have any ownership. Right, right. There's so much more than this. Right. And the problem with that is the way that looks is that there's a lot of Christianity in this place. I'm just here to serve God. Yeah. Give all give him all the glory and yes and amen. Hallelujah. Sure. But but the thing is, you are a kid in that kingdom. Yeah. And while the the Lord yeah, he, he there's work that needs to be done, but he wants family first. Yeah. He's not looking for just works. Now, right. that is the fruit sure. of faith, which is really just trust right. in God. But So there's this invitation to come out of just servanthood in the kingdom, to keep moving in sonship. Right. And so when you finally decide, okay, I'm now going to relate to the Lord, not just as a master, but as a father. Mm. That's this other word. So the first one in the yeah. Greek is nepios. Mm-hmm. The second one is technon. And it's now this, you're my father, I'm your son. There's an intimate relationship that's now happening. Yeah. I see you yeah. as my dad. Yeah. When, when I was growing up, my parents divorced when I was about 14. And I, there was five of us kids in the household. Okay. When I hit 14, hit high school, my 
oldest sister was now college age, so she moved okay. out. So it was me, my twin brother, mm-hmm. my younger sister, two years younger, my older brother, uh, two years older. Okay. We all pretty much ended up in like surrogate homes. Um, just because of the emotional state of my parents, my dad's still working to provide, yet we just still needed family. We all kind of just gravitated to like our best buddies. Um, and you know, my sister, her best girlfriend. And so there's my buddy, Zach Hoffman. I basically lived at their house. And so I'm talking about this idea of relating to someone as a father, Mm. even though your natural instinct is like, it's, it's not my my earthly dad. It's not yeah. my birth father. Yeah. And so you have a birth father. Everybody does, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But but understanding that the Lord is your father and relating to him in that way. That's the birthplace of intimacy yeah. with him. Yeah. And there is something about seeing Zach's dad, George Hoffman, as a father. Yeah. What What was my favorite thing to do was to co-labor with him. Mm. It was to, he owned a construction company. I worked with him for a while, just working with him, yeah. listening to classic rock and cool. just, just working next to him, yeah. just bonding. Or if it yeah. was a Saturday being at the house, yeah. I'd always grab the weed eater because I have attention for detail and he'd be on the Ryan lawnmower. Or my cool. best friend would be on the Ryan. Like we're all doing our piece. Awesome. And it, it was easy to, to feel like family at first by just serving in that house. Sure. Cause I feel like I'm earning sure. my keep. Sure. But, it began to get uh, uncomfortable for me when I was included in holidays and vacations. And I started to feel like what I was receiving was more than what I deserved as just mm-hmm. a co-laborer, just a servant. Wow. And, and that I hadn't worked up to this much. Yeah. It, it was a little bit uncomfortable. Interesting. And the Lord had to really deal with me about learning how to receive yeah. and just live in the identity as a son. That you are deserving, that you are that worthy, am that you don't have to do. You don't have to do the works in order to receive, even yes. though the works are important. He loves you from the moment you can't even do anything. And so that's a that's a hard place to be when you're in that, that juvenile stage of like, still, who am I and how now am I worthy? So I'm curious, like when you were in that experience, were you already like walking with the Lord at that point? I grew up in church. Okay. So I wanted to know that piece. Because I don't feel like I really know it. Yeah, I grew up in church. Love, love, love my parents. They were very supportive. I've been playing bass for 20 years. Started in the church. I've always done it in the church. Self-taught. Always, always supportive of anything we wanted to do for the Lord. My mom was maybe sometimes overprotective, but I think better to be... Yeah. Overprotective than than naive. Sure. As far as exposing us to things that she thought might be harmful to us. I remember her trying to explain to us probably way before we could understand uh, (laughs) baptism in tongues and all that. Yeah. But grew up in church. So church family and community had always been another family. Yeah. With my natural family. Yeah. And so when my parents went through divorce, it was very easy to just lean heavier on that side. Sure, sure, because they and were there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a blessing. And looking back on it now, though, I realized that up until really a year ago, I think I had been operating primarily out of that nepios. Mm. 
Wow. Just serving the Lord well. Yeah. Nobody ever would have looked at me and said, you're not doing enough for the Lord. Right. In fact, a lot of people looked up to and were seeking me on how to do more, how to be better, a, a spirit of excellence, and, yeah. and helping people, empowering, and yep. delegating. Mm-hmm. I, c- I could do it all and, yeah. and, and really love on people yeah. and have great things to say, have an associate's degree in ministry. And, yeah. and so when you're looking at paper qualifications, sure. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. making it happen. Yeah. But what I didn't realize... Until I started really asking the Lord, there's got to be more. Yeah. There's no way at at the time I'm like 30 years old. This was I was kind of fresh out of divorce, and just realizing now I'm by myself. I have a daughter, a single dad. She lives uh, with her with her mother. Mm-hmm. So now I could kind of do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Never planned to be in this place, but sure. here we are. Yeah. Lord, what? Yeah. Let, let's let's dream big. Yeah. At how? How can I live my life in so in such a way that there's no potential left on the table when I die? Yeah. I don't mean just doing some good things that nobody would question. Yeah. I'm talking about where I, I can even start blowing your mind where you're like, you didn't think that somebody could tap into this much potential. Yeah. Uh, that... He, I, like, I want the God to have to go back to the drawing board. Like, I didn't actually <laughs> plan anymore because most people don't get to this place. Yeah, that's so good. You know, like, I, yeah. you, I've, I've already given you so much and, yeah. and you're, you're tapping it out and you're like, what's next? And God's like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't plan for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I joke around that I, I, I hope that I give the Holy Spirit PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not sure if you just wanted me to come here to relax but my siblings are in the room and i can just sense that the heart of god for them and whatever i'm just going in and holy spirit you better be ready that's so good you know what i mean but then at the same exact time and that's us being man right is that it's he already knew he he already knew that you were going to be at this place at this time fulfilling the potential and wanting more he's ready he's already got the next door ready to open and he's just waiting for you to keep walking so that obedience that you you might see as like um or other people might see as holy cow he is really intimate with the lord and you yearning for more god's like Oh yeah, I know. I know my son is wants to know me best, wants to know me most, and I'm going to give him the access to do yeah. so, which I just think is another whole concept of amazing. Because <laughs> um, we all have that. We all have access to it. It's just a matter of how people are going about it um, in what culture has deemed a societal norm of yeah. busy and overwhelmed and overworked and often exhausted and so I love I don't know that I've ever seen you exhausted other than maybe three hours after a prophetic experience (laughs) where then you're just you go from like here to just like like it looks like somebody like yeah siphoned out every ounce of anything inside of you so I've seen that transformation but when I ever just see you like on a day-to-day I like always feel like you look so refreshed and just like ready to take on the world what's happening what's this moment gonna give me yeah and when I was thinking about our time today, I was in that space of expectancy, but, and that was like kind of the word I deemed over my year last year was expectant. And I learned during that 
time of kind of just obedient and leading into that word with God. What does that mean to be expectant? And mm. how how do you expect me to be um, learning that expectancy? But then also, how can I put place my heart and my mind in a space of not expectations? Because that is a whole nother space of like being let down or you not meeting what I expect to be the scenario. But this place of just Lord, take me where you want me to go. Lord, give me what you'd have me to have today um, in this time, in this place. And so I love that example of servanthood and and being inside your home. And I just moved and that's like, oh, don't ever do that when you have children. It was horrible. I'm still moving and it's been like a month in the process and it's such a blessing. It's incredible. The whole scenario is beautiful, but I imagine as you were talking about that me sitting amidst this new like bones of a home and all the boxes all Mm. the stuff that we accumulate and I uh, beforehand me and Gary would call ourselves minimalist we can no longer claim that title (laughs) because of all the stuff that our children and us own but I'm sitting there and I'm just imagining sitting there and just feeling like oh my gosh as a servant all I have to do is this none of this is mine and I, yet I have to clean it all. I have to take care of it. And I know as moms and maybe dads, I don't know, you feel that way sometimes even when you're cleaning and you're amidst all of that stuff. And you're like, oh, like such complaining spirit that will come out easily because it's a lot of work and it's yeah. the last thing on our to-do list. But to come to even those spaces in a servant mind of I've been blessed this scenario. I've been blessed all of these things, um, but more so it's the home that I'm trying to cultivate that I'm yeah. blessed with. Like yeah. the fact that I have an intact marriage and and intact children that live with me and adore me and even maybe too much like mom 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 (laughs) but you know it's just it's all about mindset it's all about like that that shift of perspective so even as you were walking into that space and you said you had to deal with yourself when they started asking you to go on vacations and all of those things like what was what was the switch what helped you get to that space of comprehending that okay, I am deserving of this. Are you still really close to that mom and dad? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. They're, they're still in another state, so okay. we don't talk that much. I gotcha. But the, the Lord has been very gracious to me to, of giving me essentially surrogate families everywhere oh, I go and in every season. Yeah. And even now, Joseph and Demetrius Stallings, their mom, yeah. the first time I met her, uh, in in the wake of that meeting, like within 24 hours later, I think we were having lunch and she's just like, Lord told me to be your mother. Wow. And so she's like, I will assume all roles and responsibilities of a mother. So, okay. <laughs> this, wow. This is me not uh, having a choice in here. I, I, I get yeah. you're just telling me. <laughs> yeah, she's a powerhouse too. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I love her. But when you, when you understand that, again, the Lord's love for you is so great. Mm-hmm. It will never be about and never has been about you deserving anything. Never. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. And when you're lucky enough to be around people yeah. who take it seriously to be the ambassadors of Christ, yeah. but also intentional about family, you understand that. While you're receiving love and gifts from a person yeah. physically, the Lord is telling me it's me doing it through them. Yeah. They are allowing me to be your father through them. Mm, so good. 
And when you realize that, you can pretty much hang up the idea of being able to say thank you enough. Yeah, Of working and doing enough. Right. And you stop moving and you just adore. Just accept, yeah. And this is Martha and Mary. Yeah, so true. Yeah, you said that to me before. That was the difference. Yeah. You stop just running around thinking that you can at some point do enough for the presence of the Lord in your life. And what did Jesus say? Mary has chosen the better. Because while I'm here, what what would you rather do? And Jesus, I'm sure he was incredibly thankful for what Martha was doing. Was it it needed to be done? Maybe, even. But I love... I love the Lord and I love scripture that he gives us. One of my just lifestyle for the whole scripture should be our lifestyle. But something that I really take to heart to help fight the the momentum of the American dream. Yeah. yeah. The the rat race, if you will, to help me not get lost in that and taken away is Matthew 633 and 34. Mm Almost every Christian I meet knows Matthew six thirty three, but they miss thirty four, which I think is is so much more amazing. It's one thing to know what to do, but to have your your timeline to do it is everything. I like yeah. to plan ahead. I'm very sure. whatever. So when I have my deadline, I can I know how to pace yeah. and even can give myself permission to to rest or not rest depending on when I have to yeah. get something What's the done. Yeah. So Matthew six thirty three is seek first the kingdom of God and His mm-hmm. righteousness. Mm-hmm. And all these things will be added unto you. And we'll claim that sucker all yeah. day long. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. And all the verses leading yeah. up to it, that the that Jesus is building this picture of how the Lord provides for everything else yeah. in creation. How much more so with you as my children will I do it for you? Yeah. So he's setting this giant contrast just to make us feel better that it's just him doing what he does. Right. And he'll do it through other people. So we land there and we're like, hallelujah. Yeah. Just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the, the righteousness of God. Yeah. Being truly like him. But my favorite part is the next verse when we get the timeline. He says, and do not worry about tomorrow. Mm. For today has enough worries of its own. It almost seems like disconnected. Yeah. You've got this whole massive buildup yeah. to just seek me and I'll give you everything. Yeah. And then he lands on and don't worry about tomorrow. Right. So he, he's saying, I'm so good. I'll give you everything. And then he gives us the permission yeah. to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness today. today. Put all our effort into doing it today. Don't worry about how you're going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Just do it today. What I love about that is it gives me the freedom to give whatever person is in front of me Mm. in the moment all of my time. And me being a good son Mm -hmm. is dependent on my ability to seek first the kingdom in that environment. To, to be the righteousness of the Lord, to exemplify that, to be the, the right standing, to, to, to help my siblings be free from the attack of the enemy, to be that, play that role for them, my family, myself, in that moment, and to do it the best that I can. Sometimes we'll stop short at good enough yeah. because we want to have enough 
for the next thing. Yeah. But when, so when you're just today, yeah. what if today is all I have? Yeah, that's so good. Can you lay down at night going, every moment I was in, I gave it everything. Yeah. And again, it's not about perfection. Sure. It's connection sure. with the Holy Spirit, with yeah. the Lord and with those people. God wants so you good. to connect his, your siblings, his children to him. He who wins souls is wise, the Bible says. So if you're being a wise person, we'll do everything we can mm-hmm. to help connect people to the Lord, and we have such freedom to only worry about doing it well today. Yeah, it's so good. It reminds me, and obviously, you know my some scenarios going on in my life that I'm not fully open to share at this moment. But the concept of like today, and like when you're in rehab or you're in remission or any of the things that you're trying to get out of, it doesn't matter what component. They tell you to focus right on today, mm. that you wake up that morning and you promise yourself in that day, I'm not going to blank, I'm not going to do this thing, I'm not going to come off track in this way. And I just think that that's such a powerful tool because each day leads into tomorrow and it feeds into the next day of success. And God knows that compiling ability of, of greatness. And so if today we're seeking him first if today we're expectant for all he has to give us then tomorrow we'll worry about itself tomorrow it will compound because we've just done something and he's saying well done good and faithful servant guess what your blessing is today well done guess what your blessing is today and he's going to continue to give the god winks full circle to that (laughs) of of just saying i see you i see you i'm here for you i'm here for you because as a mom and you know as a dad that's all we want for our kids yeah and it doesn't matter if you trip up today. If you give your absolute best and you mess up, God's still going to say tomorrow, do it for today. Yeah. Do it for today. Yeah. And he's there to walk you through and walk you hand in hand, pick you up, all of the things that we know about God. But are we truly living in that space, in that place of of giving it all to him and and doing so in a way that allows us us to have the time and the energy and the space to actually recognize that we're doing it. And I'm obviously fully in comprehension that people have to work. So we're talking about the American dream. You have to make money to to live nowadays. I get that. Mm. But it's how are you doing it? And when you're at your nine to five or whatever your hours of operation are, are you still making those connection points? Because you can still work through a computer and everyone connects with somebody on a given day. It doesn't matter who you are. Maybe it's the sign-off on your email. Maybe it's the text that comes through that you likely would ignore, but instead you pour into for a couple extra minutes. It's not going to deter you that much that it's going to ruin whatever you had planned otherwise. Um, So I think I admire the way that you are so able to just be present. And not allow what just happened or what's about to happen or what is actually even happening in the current moment in another facet of your life affect that presence, which is God. Yeah. Like he knows. Imagine all the other piles of that he's dealing with (laughs) on a given basis at a given minute and a given millisecond. Yet he loves us and cares for us so much that he's willing to sit in this very second with us, whether that very second is pain, whether that very second is dancing on the beach, 
whether that very second is bawling your eyes out and feeling completely alone in the world. He is always able to be right there with each of his family, each of his sons and daughters. And it's such a magnitude of a thought to have all the grains of sand that he's spending that time with each of us individually, but that's ever present. That's, that's his abundance. That's his all natural ability. And it was done and created because it's already within us. Like he exists, right? His spirit is here already. So it's not a matter of us striving in perfection to attain again from a master to servanthood perspective to attain that gift. It's already given. Like he went to the cross for it. It was that big. So it's such an incredible thing to constantly be thinking about. And I would love like what, what are the things that you do like practical on a given basis that like keep you like right here right now? Yeah, that's, that's an easy one. Okay. Spending a lot of time with the Lord. Yeah. And I don't mean doing things centered around him. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just being with him. Yeah. There's so there was so much for those of you that don't know me, I I was working a nine to five job up until March of last year. I just quit it. I had some other side things going on. Mm-hmm. Ministry opportunities, just traveling, things coming up that I knew I wasn't gonna have like paid time off for. Right. And I'm kinda looking at them and deciding, all right, either I just decide that I just won't have those, I can't have those opportunities. Right. Or could I believe that if these things are coming at me, not as, it, you know, thus saith the Lord you must do, but invitations. Yeah. Am I willing to hmm. put myself in a position where I can receive as many, if not all of the invitations that come from the Lord and not be limited or bound by things that um, either I've set up or that he's trying to take me from. That's, Some things are great for yeah, a season yes. and they are meant to be. Not yes. everything's a wrong choice. Oops, shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But you realize that that growth in the Lord yeah. is unlimited. Yeah. So where you are right now, you this might be like the best life has ever been. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Guess what? God has even more for you. That's what's amazing. It's yeah. like, all right, God, I got to a point where like, right, I'm done playing games. Yeah. I don't want to try to, I don't want to be squeezing things in. Yeah. How can I have a life that is just centered around you? But the, the only way you can even believe that this is possible and have this kind of conversation with the Lord is understanding and relating to him as a father. Yeah. You know why? Because as a dad... I know, looking at my daughter who's five years old, I learned so much from her about the character of the Lord because I pride myself as a dad on making sure that when we're together, all she's thinking about is that second Mm. that we're in. And meanwhile, I'm doing all the things to make sure that whatever she wants to do, we can do, whether it's go to the park or go get a pizza or whatever. Now, I'm not just spoiling her, you know, but you you understand. But in that moment, I can be what she needs to be, whether it's a father of tough love or a father of just fun. Yeah. Or a father of provision. Yeah. But see, and, and God has all these many attributes 
And he calls himself the I am. He's whatever we need. He's everything we need at any moment, every single moment. And when you understand that, that's the invitation. Not just to be a servant, but to be a son. I decided that, you know what? I, it's, I don't believe that God would go through all of this for us. Not just create everything, then for us to screw it up, but then send Jesus to, to reconcile and fix it all for us to just kind of be in this game of just doing some decent things and trying to, when we can, be cognizant and loving. But what if life truly could look like being a kid? Yeah. And not, not just a, any kid, but a royal kid. Mm. You know, there's posts about the royal yeah. baby. I'm sure <laughs> that, there's a lot of worries that that kid will not have. Yeah. That the totally. rest of the world does. And I think there's the, not just the so world, true. but the, the, the Christian world. We have so many worries that we don't have to have yeah. if we would stop being a servant in the kingdom and just decide to live strictly in the identity of a royal son. But you first have to believe that's even possible. Yeah. But you're not going to get that first until the Lord himself begins to tell you, yeah, this is real. This is me. And did you know that you just being on my lap in my space, letting me hold you is the best thing you'll ever do for me? And I love running around with my daughter and watching her do things on the playground and pick flowers and, and even do things to help me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, we, we spend time together every week. At the end of our time, I'm very, um, my love language, my primary love language is actually touch. It's not sarc- sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> I lied. It's okay. true. Okay. I'm still working on holiness. <laughs> um, at the end of that time, if I haven't had a, a time where I've just been able to hold her, something's missing. And it's all well and good, and I'll do it all for her. But what I want as dad is just to have a time like, just let me love you. (laughs) And and she'll be running around, and my favorite thing is just to snatch her up and just kiss her. And she's like, let me go, let me go. And I'll say, um, I'm locked, and you have to give me a kiss to unlock me. Yeah. And I think there's measures mm. of things that God wants to unlock in our life if we'll just come to him first, so if we'll good. be intimate first and build that trust. And that's the third level of sonship, actually. So okay. we have yeah. technon, which is we relate to the Lord as our father yeah. and we're intimate with him. But that third place is, is a huios. Mm-hmm. That's the word that the Lord used when Jesus was baptized, when the Holy Spirit came on him. And the Lord said, this is my son whom I love. He said, in the Jewish culture, it was a practice that when a son now knew enough of the family business, was entrusted by the father, it was a level of, in our words, in our world, it would be like giving someone power of attorney. Okay. Where if you sign it, it's as good as father signing it. If you can see the will, the estate. Yeah. You can run everything, whether dad is alive or dead. Yeah. If you yeah. if you talk to my kid, this kid, if you talk to him, it's as good as talking to me. Yeah. So in that moment, the Lord was telling the world. Yeah. When you see Jesus, 
You see me. me. Wow. When he's speaking, he speaks on behalf of me. Wow. And that's what he told the disciples. That's what he preached. Wow. Anyone who sees me sees the Father. Sees yeah. Yeah. And he became the mediator. Yeah. Right? So, but when Jesus died and, cre- and rose again and created a covenant now, not between man and God, but between him and God, yeah. so that we have no chance of screwing it up, right. it made it so that we could now have a fully restored father-son connection so good and we'll take that we'll beat the devil with one verse yeah allowing the lord to be our our master our lord yeah but we miss this father element that takes us so much farther into actually being a servant to being a royal son yeah and and at that point jesus could do ministry because he now was given all power and all authority of the kingdom of heaven. And the good news is the, the word says that we have that. But there's a measure that comes through in trusting through relationship. And God is so good that like the prodigal son running back, you're instantly restored. You never lose your identity. Yeah. You think you do. The devil tells you you have. Yes, but you come yes. back and the Lord is waiting. Yep, arms wide open. And not only, and not only is he not going to scold you, but he's going to have a party. Why? Because yeah. the, the Lord has amnesia when it comes yeah. to sin. That's uh, what we understand. His mercies are new every day. He yeah. casts your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Mm. Every every moment, all he sees is how much he loves you. Oh, and he sees, he, he sees himself in you. Every second, what you did the second before, wrong or right, is I mean, if it's wrong, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's completely gone. It's never been about works. It's just yeah. been about communion. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is my this is my journey. I decided to live strictly in the identity of a son, first believing in faith that it's yeah. there, and then setting myself up into a position where I couldn't get out of it. Now that was scary. Yeah. Sure. That was scary. <laughs> because when you're like, okay, my provision only comes from the Lord. Right. But he provides through people. Sure. But he he says he is our provider. So the Lord is everyone's father, but not all of us give him the room to operate in every piece of his identity in our life. Yeah. And I decided to allow the Lord to operate in the identity of father in my life, which was good because it gave me a lot of freedom to not have to do a lot of things. Sure. That I was doing for myself. Right, right. But you're not doing the Lord or anybody else right. any favors when you're eating your time up, which is limited. Yeah. With things that he wants to do for you so that you can be him to everyone else. So I realized what I need to do with that time yeah. is be with him and be him. Wow. Because now I'm not doing all the work. Right. So... I went to work doing that, okay. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> That's I, to, to be able to make the transition, yeah. the Lord said, you have to give me the respect you would give a boss. Yeah. So when I say move, you don't argue. You say, okay, how fast, which right. direction? Right. You know? And then don't okay. question it. You want a paycheck, right? Yeah. Good. But good news is that's not how God operates. Right. But it just, it, he, you know, the Holy Spirit will meet us where we are. Sure. And he'll help us. You know, you get your toes in the water. Yeah. And you slowly get deeper. Yeah. But our American dream mindset is all, it's it's honestly exaltation and idolation. It's idolatry of self. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah. You can do it. You don't need anybody. Right? right. right now I sound like a Nike yeah. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes all the this way. This is back. not a paid advertisement for Nike, by the way, and I'm also not slamming Mikey. Nike. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's the same thing of the identity 
identity that you were saying, like, be you, be unique, be yourself, all of the things that you see via every scroll on Instagram, it's the same component because they're, we understand what they're saying, but they're missing, and I say they, the mass majority is what mass well, vast majority. I said yeah. mass majority. That's good. We're doing great with <laughs> right? English today. Vast majority <laughs> of what people are saying. They're they're lacking the component that self-identity isn't identified by ourself. It's the self-identity from God. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get that, you can be comfortable yeah. in it. Yeah. And then I began to kind of push the buttons of people around me who weren't in similar levels of okay. of, of belief that... Living that kind of faith is crazy. Okay, okay, it is. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it yeah. is. I, I'm I acknowledge. To see where the paycheck comes yes, it's yes, play. yes, it's crazy. Um, but it's only crazy when it doesn't work. Yeah, like Noah. Yeah, so true. it was crazy. Yeah, until it worked. Until it worked. We just and, watched. Was it Bruce Almighty? No, what's the one, the movie that they just recently did? Um, from the guy from the office, Stephen Carell. Yeah. Um, anyway, we watched it with the kids, and the kids are just like laughing yeah. hysterically. And I'm like, <laughs> "This actually happened." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Well, maybe not t- in today's day and age, but like this actually happened." And it was incredible to see the shock, and of not only it wasn't just the shock of the people; it was the shock also. No one knew he was like, "This is happening," but his family and everyone was just along for the ride. Yeah. They didn't hear from him directly; <laughs> they're just entrusting. So it's that space of trusting. Like, how do you trust so much that you say, arms up, my time is your time, which it is because he gifted it to us to begin with. It's just that that frame of mind yeah. and a consistent basis. And I, and I want to pause. I want to make sure we're being practical with our audience because you asked me what's some practical things that yeah. I do. Yeah, um, I've talked a lot of, of what the Lord was, was bringing me into. And I, and I had to get there to, to say that when... You put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. The only way I could tell myself that I'm not crazy yeah. after everybody saying, are you sure? Are you sure you're crazy? Now, luckily, with my Christian family, Circle, yeah. they they ask questions like, well, what is the Lord telling you? Yeah, Because that's the most important thing, sure. your connection with the Lord. And so I found myself with a lot of free time. And what I didn't understand is that the, the world of clocking in and clocking out, it's all you get according to what you do. Yeah. And it makes course. sense. That makes 100% sense. Yeah. The, the problem with living life as a son in the kingdom of God is that's not how it works. And it'll mess you up understanding that like this little royal son that was just born right now he already is co-owner and co-heir of everything yep is he ruling anything no yeah he's just getting taken care of yeah you know you know he's doing what babies do yeah but he already has ownership but in this moment of of infancy he would not survive without dependency on his you know a, a mother Okay. Of that sustenance and the father, that love, that relationship. So I realized I just boom got birthed right into the kingdom yes. operation. Yeah. Deciding, all right, Lord, I'm leaving the world system and I want to be completely in kingdom system. Mm-hmm. And so getting birthed into that immediately, I realized that 
I will not survive without a complete and total and utter dependency. And it's basically eat, sleep, eat, sleep, eat, sleep. It's it's feeding on the word of the Lord. Yeah. It's feeding uh, both written yeah. and both heard, Audible, perceived. Yeah. Yeah. Just being with him, yeah. hearing that. Um, moments of of exercise, but it really messed me up in the beginning, spending most of my time not really doing anything. Yeah. Especially when you're worried about where your provisions are going to sure. come from. Sure. But slowly but surely, one thing happens, and then another, and then another. One day you're living on just literally, t- I don't even know how I'm going to make it today. Yeah. But it, every day it works. Yeah. And then you'll get like a surplus, and then it'll whittle down. And then you get to this point where... Faith really is just trust. It's mm-hmm. trust in God. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If we're complete strangers and I say, hey, do you trust me? What are you going to say? Uh, no. <laughs> Likely not. And if I said, why not? You know, I really don't have any reason to get angry with you for yeah. not trusting me. Sure. But if we spend every day together, we're best buds. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you trust me? Yeah. And I say, do something crazy. Right. But... You trust me. It's way easier to do things that seem crazy when you trust that person. And so, so often what we see as crazy faith is actually very just simple, sure, easily done when we have such trust built with the Lord. So good. As mothers, we are constantly caring for others. It's our innate nature, but it's also our deepest reciprocated need. Yet, so often we don't take the time to rest, rejuvenate, or restore the glass that we are always pouring out of. You are worthy of this time. You are purposed for this space to find your freedom. You are welcome to take a breath that's only meant for you. Women's Wellness Weekend, you will be celebrated and replenished mentally, physically, and spiritually to be your best self for your best people. Join the Oceanside three-day, two-night retreat. Come be free to get whole. Look at me and go, whoa, you're like walking on water. But to me, it's, but I'm a royal kid and I have the best father. He never fails. His name is Provider. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I once had uh, somebody ask me, um, very, you know, loving and, and concerned in, in, a, in a healthy way for me, you know, knowing that I'm a single dad and yeah. obviously I still have bills to pay. Yeah. You know, the question was, do you think that it's biblical not to provide for your family? Mm. And I looked at this person and I said, well, your question's not biblical because it's not my job to provide. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right? Right? God is provider. Now, if the Lord asks me to do something that reaps a harvest of provision. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But Lord, let me only take assignments from you. I know the provision will come out of that. Sure, I do things that get money back, but I'm not occupying the role of provider. And the the, crazy mindset to take yourself out of that responsibility. I'm just doing what he's asking me to do. And like Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Wow. I, I only say what I hear the Father saying. Yeah. He's, I'm only doing that which God is asking me to do. Yeah. And when I'm not doing those things, I'm with him. Yeah. And it's, it's a life that's simple. Right. And what's, what's wonderful about that is that kingdom, the 
now that you're living in a kingdom mindset, you now operate under the physics and laws of the kingdom of God and not of man. Yeah. Where so you get paid ten dollars an hour. Yep. You work ten hours. How much do you get paid? Right. A hundred dollars. Yeah. Makes sense. And then taxes come out, and you're <laughs> right. like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm in this world right. of taxation. Right. Well, the kingdom is a world of multiplication. Yes. Come on, Jesus. And just just in the last couple months, some of my first. Um, invitations to operate in ministry and training yeah. and ministry out of this season of just spending so much time with the Lord. Yeah. I received more than a 10 times multiplication of what I had sown wow. into those same ministries. Wow. It does not make sense. Wow. But in the kingdom, it's like I, I'm still... I'm still a baby in kingdom operation. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the Bible talks about 100 times multiplication. Yeah. And God's like, we're just getting started. Get started. But I'm already have left the American dream, that system. And I'm in the kingdom system. Yeah. And people say favor is not fair. You know? Well, it's... it's oh, yeah. It's... It's it's really true. But I love living in favor because I can spend 100 hours... Loving on people and not get a, a dime out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then spend 30 minutes with one person and get a ridiculous amount of provision. Yeah. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And I do way less worrying than everyone else. I'm so sure about that, which is crazy <laughs> because that's what everyone is based on. Even now, they're already worrying. worrying to, to strip that component away from even one single life. One single, here we are, American dream, but I think it's on a grander scale than that. It, that in and of itself is a God-given gift to, to have that space in our actual brain to not worry, what do you replace it with? Love, yeah. trust, yeah. abundance, like again, provision. Like That is what how he wants us to operate. And that somebody said the other day, you know, they talk about the sneaky Jesus and his abilities to, <laughs> to come in and, and finagle situations because he's so good. He's that mm-hmm. good. But at the very same time, the devil trying in all his might. I don't think that the devil is as strong as we are. I have physically and mentally seen in my own life. I think the problem is, is that the devil has a really big bandwagon right now. And I think so many people are on that train that it cre- it catapults that worry into this massive like reasoning of life. Like that is how people are operating because they're worried about money. I should be worried about money because they have a Lexus that has or a Lexus, a Tesla that's doors yeah. lift up. Why are they worried? Oh, I should be worried because I don't have enough. I don't have anything to compare to that. But that's where that whole like trap. It's literally the devil's trap, and he's getting. Not smarter, but people are giving him their keys. Yeah, over and yeah. over. And I was already thinking that this morning. It's not that the devil has so much power. Yeah, it's that we give him so much mm-hmm. power. We give him so much room. Yeah, and your your trust that the see, see the problem is so much of scripture that we know yeah. is activated in the kingdom lifestyle. Yeah, and activated. When you relate to the Lord as a father, Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, Mm -hmm. but in all things through prayer and supplication, Mm -hmm. make your requests known to the Lord. And then the peace of God that surpasses all all understanding understanding, will guard your heart and mind 
through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The problem is, if you give everything you have to someone that you don't trust, yeah. you're still going to be worried. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. so if you don't trust the Lord and you're like, yep, giving it to God, but you don't have faith so true. built up with him, you'll go right back to worrying. So true. And so you have to... The, the most difficult part was settling into faith. Yeah, I'm sure. It was cutting up every credit card. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking about practical things, okay? In America, we have so many backups to faith. Yeah. We, oh, that's good. You can live, you can go to church and serve the Lord, yet place a very tiny demand on God and still live a wonderful life in mm. America. That's our problem. Yeah. We... We don't need him short of salvation a lot of times. And even in dark things, you can find demonic powers. And even say you need something that's not natural. Here's the devil. Yeah. Right? And if you can just manage to to, to hold on to salvation, you can still make it and never really need anything more from the Lord. It's sad. Mm, So sad. So we have to... As Americans yeah. in Western culture, we have to make the choice. Yeah. And that's where I went into crazy town, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and my family and right, friends right, right. when what I made the doing? choice. Yeah. And, and even questions like, why can't you just get a regular job? And having answers like, it's not about what I can do. It's about what the Lord wants me to do. Gosh, yeah. You can do so much. Yeah. I can do so much. I graduated a semester early yeah. from high school. Again, I mean, regional genius IQ. I'm motivated. Yeah. When I when I was fresh out of my divorce, just to, just to combat the extra expenses and higher tax rate, I was working 80 hours a week on the clock. And part of that ministry just to survive. Wow. And I hit this wall. And I said, Lord, I'm, I wasn't even maintaining. I'm steadily sinking. I'm sure. And, and it took that to realize the American dream's not even working for me. No. And I'm giving it everything yeah. I've got. Trust yeah. me. Some people are like, you know, you could try harder. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just need another Denzel Washington <laughs> quote. Like, and you'll be good. That's I good. love Denzel. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a Christian. I love him. Yeah. But I was giving it all I got, yeah. Tamara. I was yeah. in oh, church, yeah. serving, in management for two mm-hmm. corporate companies, working full-time, and doing extra things to help empower and delegate. We're not talking about, oh, just trying to make it. I, I yeah. went a whole year. And I had to quit because my, I hit a physical, like, mental breakdown. I couldn't even... You would think I'd been drinking all day with my inability wow. to make words happen. Wow. I was... People say they're burnout. Yeah. Like, I, I mentally... I didn't want to quit, but my yeah. body hit a wall. Wow. And I said, Lord, I repent yeah. from everything that I've put in my life that has taken... The place of you mm. and can you take me from this place to operating in the kingdom as your kid and just doing all that you have for me yeah. can you do it wow. can you do it started there and so i had this year of working 80 hours a week and then that got um upgraded to just the 40 hours a week and Ministry a little bit right. more in ministry, right. uh, more organization with the church, helping them yeah. with social media, having just enough, right? 
And then thing that I was going to sell insurance, I quit my job oh, to now like, I'm going to build up some money. I, I mean, I got my license, yeah. everything. Oh, wow. And my first day I bought like $500 worth of leads and oh, I get on the phone and everybody I'm talking to, I'm having a great time with. Yeah. I'm loving on them. We're having a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about live history. I'm encouraging people. <laughs> I didn't sell any insurance. <laughs> I even had I haven't had one lady who who had been recently through a divorce and was just broken. She actually called me a couple hours later. She's like, "I'm actually in the middle of something, but can I call you back later?" I said, "Well, sure." She calls me back later, and here I am encouraging her. That's amazing. Because I bought leads for insurance. If God couldn't show you enough, He's like, "This is going to be a funny joke. This is going to be really great. I'm going to give him 500 leads of opportunity to love, and he's going to take it. And you did. You took it every single time you picked up the phone." Maybe not intentionally, but then intentionally yeah. as the conversations arose. So then what what was the break, like the, uh, the aha moment or the oh crap moment? I chose to do the wrong thing. Yeah, that that night, it was, it was awesome. I have a spiritual mother. Her name is Laura. She's so sweet and dear to me. And I, she, she actually, we worked for the same company. Yeah. We had worked actually the at another church years before then we ended up working for the same company locally we had reconnected and uh the lord had really again just he's always god has always been good i have like spiritual moms all over the place and so she she messages me later that day like hey how was your first day working for yourself (laughs) and something that the lord had taught me and this is this is something that i do in 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 life coaching is taking a a peace inventory Mm -hmm. To be led by the Lord, we just talked about Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Yeah. So when something has been given to the Lord, yeah. He gives you peace in yeah. return. Right. And it guards you. It protects you. It right. keeps the worry away because you know, nope, God's got it. Yeah. And I'm doing my part. I'm good to go. Right. And so one thing that I teach is I don't care whether it's for God or not, nothing off the table, write down every aspect of your life yeah, and put it before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. Is this really from you? I'm not asking if it's effective. Yeah. I'm not asking if you're helping people, Yeah, if it's good. Maybe it's a, a brilliant idea. Yeah. But Lord, is this what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Is this from you? Mm-hmm. And perceiving in your spiritual senses, and this, again, practically, let me give you a couple of scriptures first to help you understand that when you come to the Lord, the Bible says that you are a new creation. The old is gone. All new things, all things are new and are from the Lord. So you are now, the Bible says that you are in Christ. Christ is in you. You're one spirit with the Lord. You even have the mind of Christ. So when you come to the Lord, all Basically, you have been installed with the ability to perceive the Holy Spirit, to perceive the voice of the Lord. And you now just need to... Most people don't need to learn how to hear the Lord. They already do. They need to learn to trust that what they're hearing is from Him. That's good. And I do a lot of prophetic activations, and it yeah. always blows people away. Like, man, I always have these random thoughts, and it hits you in your in kind of like your realm of 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 in the same 
canvas as your creativity, Mm -hmm. as your imagination. And so when you are a child of God and you put a request for the Lord, immediately trust what now hits you Uh, in all senses. You can see something, also just know something, feel like you're hearing something, put those pieces together. And even if you're still not sure, like, okay, Holy Spirit, what what does this mean? And you'll feel like, oh, yeah, I'm crazy. That's that's your carnal mind trying to get you to not operate into the mind of Christ. Yeah. So when you get into that space and you develop a practice and a diligence of being there, that's how you begin to operate more fully in the prophetic and things like that because you trust yourself more. And then now you know what that feels like. It's such a regular thing. If I say, hey, you're not, was that a voice? Right. You're already, that was a voice. I heard it and it was, hey, From my left and now you're, you're yeah. responding. Wow. Because you trusted all the input you just received. Yeah. You're now just, you're now responding. Yeah. So when we as Christians, when you take everything that you're receiving and trust that your gut instinct is what you believe it is, just respond now. And you'll get so far. Oh, wow. You'll go so far. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where a lot of my growth in the last year has happened in the supernatural. Wow. Just God saying, it's not about you being able to hear me, it's you putting trust that I can speak to you. Right, right. Which is a whole other level. Right, Because God never fails. He doesn't yeah. fail. He's love yeah. and love never fails. Yeah. So there you are with and that. And it's every, even just as we learn, because, you know, you have like the right mind thinkers, the left mind thinkers. Like I, I feel like when it's not an audible sound, you know, for me it's not. And some people it can be, maybe it has been once or twice, but it's visual. It's so visual. Like he literally gives me pictures over and over and over again because I like to create. I like pictures. I like to see canvas. I want to see. I want to see it, or I want to hear it because I love music. But it's so interesting that He will speak to you in a different way than He speaks to me because we learn differently. Yeah. And God knows us that well that He's willing to do it. So He knew when that whale breached, that visual was going to be what spoke <laughs> to me in that moment. Yeah. He knew as you're talking and we're praying prior to about. Um, you know, breaking the yoke for people like that. I know the yoke is for the oxen and how it's, they go together. But to me, I'm seeing this egg and just the natural, what happens when you pop the yoke and everything bleeds, that yellow goes mm. into and the whole color changes. So I was imagining the people listening to this podcast that their color was going to change. That's they cool. were going to become vibrant with the light because while light is white, we've got this beautiful fluorescent tanning light that you there were talking about. Yeah. Like these people. How are am I doing, gonna, by the way? Yeah, you look Do good. I look natural? Red. Did you put sunscreen on? I didn't. This is <laughs> El Natural. <laughs> but to see these people just become illuminated with the, with God because he's just going to break off the chains of what is being encapsulated. Like, I only know God like this. But as you've been talking, these people, like it's just seeping out into them, into every being and fiber of who they are to say, oh, I've always been really good at my intuition. I've always had these gut feelings about people or things or situations for people to actually hear the way that you're presenting it to comprehend that it's not the inner gut of themselves. It's literally God speaking to them. Yeah. Um, I feel this too right now, even with even with the Lord, we're talking about doing a peace assessment, a peace inventory. And I know we get moving so much that sometimes if we don't do something right in the moment, it's it, we're probably going to forget and it won't happen. And there's actually, there's science to when you combine a teaching with an action, it actually creates new wrinkles in the brain. Wow. So um, if you're good with this, I'd actually like to take a moment and just 
listening to this, while you're listening to this, if you just want to close your eyes, talk about doing a peace assessment and take the aspects of your life and, and maybe start with what brings you the most stress. If you know that it's not something that's, if it's, if it's family related or something like that, you can kind of leave that off the table. But if it's if it's something like let's let's go with your job. I really feel that because that's something that the Lord pulled me out of. Or maybe aspects or certain contracts. Maybe maybe you're just saying yes to everything because you have this fear of not having enough. Can you believe that uh, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth? The Word says that, and God is our provider. When you live in the kingdom, He will multiply your natural efforts and you'll reap way more than what you sow individually when you're walking in obedience and the lord is just that good he wants your life to be a testimony of how good he is Mm -hmm. to draw other people to him Mm -hmm. and so just close your eyes for a moment and just think about uh, something that has to do in the realm of financial provision for you whether it's your nine to five or whatever and just clear your mind take a moment now don't think about that earmark that Now just imagine the face of Jesus. However it is you see him, it doesn't matter. It's it's just about relationship, knowing that he loves you. Just see him. You're in this space with him. And just know that he loves you. And if you're feeling initially maybe guilt or condemnation because maybe you haven't talked to the Lord in a long time. Maybe you've just been running. Maybe you're not going to church. Forget all the religious practice or things that you think that Jesus wants you to do and know that he is the most excited right now because you're intentionally spending FaceTime with him. Mm -hmm. Well, FaceTime, you know, people, FaceTime the Lord. FaceTime him right now in this moment and know that he is happier right now in this moment then he could ever be with you because he's spending time with you. Just see him. Know that he loves you, wants to provide for you. He's giving you the invitation to live strictly as his kid. And his favorite moments are when you're just on his lap. And now take that, that, that thing that you're wondering, that job, the, maybe the second job or the, or the contract's or maybe there's something else that you would like to do for a job. Maybe you're, you're, you're praying for the right kind of job. You're not sure. Just put something before the Lord and say, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Um, and if it is, am I doing it entirely the way that you want me to do it? Maybe there's a realm of delegation that needs to happen where you pull somebody else in to give you more time. I guarantee you that... The things that God wants you to do will never consume so much of your time that you can't actually spend time with him. So that's a key indicator right there. If you say, honestly, because of work, I don't have an hour to spend with the Lord every day. And and some people say, just get five, 10 minutes. No, God loves you so much. What good parent would be good with less than an hour with their kids every day? Right? So start there. If you haven't if, if you tell the Lord, I want to be able to give you an hour a day, he will make it happen. You just have to let him. And so if if you tell him, Lord, I want to be able to spend an hour a day, whether it's just reading the word, listening to it, spending face-to-face time with him, or listening to a, a Christian-based book, just whatever, you know, you got to spice up a relationship to keep intimacy going. You go out to eat, you see each other, you read a book together, you go to the movies, just to spend time just with the Lord, just one hour. Lord, I want to do that with you. What can I 
get rid of? What can I say no to? Can you clear my agenda? And let him speak to you right now. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to move into people's homes, into their minds, into their office. We just remove the, the spirit of anxiety. We remove the, the American dream delusion that, that prides itself on being busy. And Lord, even where we're doing everything we need to do, but we can be more efficient. We can be more effective with our time. Holy Spirit, just speak wisdom right now into the hearts and minds of everybody um, who's listening to this podcast. Now, if the Lord's speaking to you, just stay there. Keep your eyes closed. Um, For the sake of of the podcast, I do want to keep moving. But know that that's a practical tool. Even if you couldn't quite engage in that right now, know that this should be a regular practice. And when you get to a place where you can go through everything in your life and ask the Lord, is this from you? Is this relationship from you? Is this friendship from you? Because some relationships you're meant to pour into... um, and some, some friendships you need for you. But sometimes we want to try and get more of our needs out of a relationship than what should be. Maybe we're just there to bless them and we end up getting messed up because we're giving them too much room. And that's okay. It's completely okay. Not every relationship is equal on both sides. Yeah. It's completely okay. Uh, but know that that's a practical thing. And, and when you start there and you know you've heard the Lord and now you say yes, you can live at peace. Yeah. This is where that peace comes from. And when somebody else, whether it's it's now you get thoughts flooding back of nervousness because you're like, well, I just said no. And that was a lot of money. And I'm not sure how this. No, allow the peace of God to protect you, protect that place. And when worry tries to come back, that's when I would go right back to the face of the Lord. Because worry does not exist in his presence. It doesn't and it can't. And uh, I'll be honest, it sounds super spiritual to say, yeah, I spend a lot of time with the Lord. Well, when you quit your job, you got nothing else to do but worry. I had to spend time with him so I wouldn't worry just to make sure and then uh, you know I'm walking in the prophetic I'm prophesying other people and and I needed their confirmations uh, not to not to boost me up there but just to confirm that I do hear accurately from the Lord so I can trust what he's saying to me totally 100%. So often we'll trust more of what the Lord tells us for someone else than what we'll trust he's saying to us for us. That's so true. And so when you allow that to happen, yeah. it'll take you into this place where you can live in peace yeah. and intimacy. Yeah. And our world, our life should revolve yeah. about intimacy. The word says, be still and know that I am God. The word still is, is stop. It's cease striving. Stop moving. Which that's the rat race. Yeah. God's saying, get out of there yeah. and know that I am God. Yeah. The problem is, we'll say that all day long. Yeah. But that word know in the Hebrew is yada, mm-hmm. which is the same when the scripture talks about man and woman having children. Yeah. And Adam knew Eve. Oh, yes. It was yada. Yeah. It's, it's not this, I read your biography level of knowledge. Yeah. It's, we're so intimate, I know you. Yeah. That the Hebrew had different words for those. Yeah. Yet we have one. I know you. But you you know a stranger differently than you know your spouse. Right, right. You can even read a, a whole book biography on someone yeah. and still know them differently than you know your spouse. Yeah. Not to mention just a head knowledge has no ability to produce life. Yeah. 
It's true. But intimacy. Mm, that's good. Intimacy, yeah. like the word expectancy. Madeline, who was um, on the podcast yeah. a few weeks ago, Madeline Stallings, they're pregnant. Yeah. Now and now. I love that we say that they're expecting. Yeah. That's true expectation. Yeah. When you've been so intimate with the Lord, you know at any moment something, it, life is going to just be birthed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like. Sure. We don't know what that baby's going to look like, but we know life is coming. Yes. And there's a due date. Yeah. When you're intimate with the Lord, yeah. it's it's daily. Yeah. Life is birthed yes. in you, around you, in other people. And that you can expect. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That you can expect. That's so good. That's really good. I feel like um, it's interesting because our, our, we have similar like parallel stories when it comes to quitting our jobs completely. And I did that like three years ago, again, working probably 70, 80 hours, um, similar, not in ministry at that point. Um, that was before I came back to the Lord. But, uh, I, my first thing that I quote unquote did after that was, um, quit, stay home with my kiddos and Gary asking me like, what are your passions? Mm. And it was when I came face to face with, I don't know who I am. I don't even know what I'm passionate about. That self-identity walk, um, as God started to reveal himself to me and we started decluttering and minimizing what came to life was this concept of simplify the heart. And that was my first business that has now evolved into fit and faith. Mm. Um, but that whole concept was about, getting rid of the rat race, getting rid of the American dream, how it positively affected my home, my relationship with my children, my relationship with my spouse, all of my friendships, and where that love literally trickled into. It was abundant because it was God immensely, but it took me a while to then then give it back out because I was so void of it my myself that like I needed to be selfish and I loved that you said that earlier like you're selfish with your time I needed to be selfish with the abundance of love that God gave me in that moment so I just want to give people like the space to know that as God abundantly gives it is okay to abundantly receive yeah and it is okay to sit and be still and rest with that and not feel that need to immediately go give it back out. And I think that that's so often as an achiever and a striver and somebody who creates and wants to cultivate and make this and do this yes. forever other people, while that love is really important to give out, it's also okay to just sit with. Yeah. The word says out of the abundance, the heart speaks. Yes. And my five top five skills one of them is achiever yeah and if if you're an achiever type this is what what helped me make that shift was understanding that again the, the level of intimacy with the lord will determine how much can be birthed the potential for for birthing of life in you and through you out of you and also like these levels of sonship. So the Lord, he speaks to me in these things like, all right, I need measurable goals. Okay. Yeah, I can't yeah, just yeah. be floating in <laughs> meditation me land, you know? Yes. Oh, I just, I just sit and spend time yes. with the Lord. It's, it's for something. Yeah. Jesus lived the life for something. Yeah. What did he do up until the age of 30? Yeah. He was living a life for something. Yeah. He was getting a foundation of, of both knowledge, head knowledge, cultural knowledge, and intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. In that intimacy, um, you can say that he, he earned responsibility. Sure. That's good. He got to the place where 
the Lord's like, yeah, now when you speak, that's good. Heaven will back you up and hell will obey. Mm. Because you're my son, whom I love, with whom you're my wheels. I, I trust you with my estate, with the kingdom. Yeah. And so when we're talking about levels of sonship, it's it's not just for self-graduation. It's for the ability to bring the kingdom of God to earth, yeah. to manifest it. The, the Bible talks about how the earth is groaning. For the the manifested sons of God, this is the invitation that we have, not just to run around as as servants while God is moving, to but to move on His behalf. We've been given His Spirit. The Word says that we are the ambassadors of Christ, as if God makes His appeal through us. And Ephesians three twenty says, "To Him who is able to do immeasurably beyond all we could ask, think, or imagine." Now we stop there. Because that sounds great. Yeah. God can do anything. All of it. Right. Right. Yeah. But the problem is that leaves it all on him to do it. Ah. The rest of that verse says, according to the power at work within us. Ah, wow. So uh, there's a a notebook that a friend of mine, an incredibly powerful minister, gave me recently that sits on my coffee table. And it says, be the change. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Jesus left so that we could keep being the change that he started. And so often, God is so good, and and yes, he's sovereign, but when you say things like God is in control, you're, you're relieving yourself of the responsibility and the identity to operate on his behalf. Yeah. Physically in this realm, the Lord is a, is a spirit. He put his spirit in us. I can touch you. The Lord can touch you, but not physically. Like he can. Yeah, sure. Right. But it can happen so much easier and more freely when the Lord, his spirit has my body to occupy. In God's ultimate control, he put us in control. All power, all authority, which you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He's he's like, all right, here's all the things. Now go. Go. Yet we sit in servant land. And because God is so good, he, he will work all of things to the good. But the problem even there, Romans 8.28, God works all things to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Most oftentimes what we're doing doesn't qualify for that. Yeah. This is probably going to offend some people, yeah. but that word called means invited yeah. for his purpose. Yeah. So when you just go run around all willy-nilly yep. and go... Lord, fix it. Now, with the right perspective, you can pull the good out of some some bad stuff. Sure. But the, the good news is that's just reactive. Yeah. This verse has a whole proactive side on it yeah. where when what you do is out of the invitations that the Lord is giving you, yes. that literally everywhere you go, things just fall into place to work well for you yeah. i'm not talking about just god cleaning the mess but so much favors like oh, you just walk in a room and then now yes. this and now you get this and then yes. that opportunity it's like that's the fullness yes. that's yes. what being a royal kid looks like yeah. where you walk into a room and everybody's like oh my gosh yeah. it's this guy and yeah. they're just giving you things and yeah. ad- ad- adoring you yeah. and adorning you and it's not for you. And it's yeah. just like, this is what it looks like to live as a son of God. Right, right. So people look at me and go, how? And go, this is what the Lord has for us. Yeah. All things work to the good of those who receive the invitation. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible says that many are called, few are chosen. Mm-hmm. Many are invited, few are chosen. Yeah. 
And the Lord is looking for, for sons and daughters that he can trust with the greatest measures that the world has, has yet to see of his glory, of his anointing. When we see people like Catherine Coleman and, and Benny Hinn are just given this ability to just work amazing miracles. You may not agree with everything. And maybe Jesus and his personality and perfection would do it different. Yeah. But what you're looking at is a son and a daughter who through intimate relationship have been given relational authority. And it's not just gifting. Now that's anointing. Yeah, right. That's right, what right. that looks like. Right. And so what I propose is that no matter where you are, whether everything you're doing is for the Lord, there's another level that in, in intimacy, he will want to give you. And you're like, well, well that, that, that could be kind of tough. Well, it's kind of tough sometimes to, to think that God would give you so much power and authority. Yeah. But it says he's given it all. There's nothing left yeah. in all. And one of my favorite scriptures that many commentaries don't know what to do with, but when you look at it in this lens, that you can get a place relationally with the Lord where he just says, what you say goes, because you're my kid. Yeah. And I'm giving you that huios type of sonship now. Right. Excuse me. When Ananias and Sapphira fibbed about you know the, the money that they received with selling the um the things off for to benefit the church and peter rebuked them and struck them dead yeah what we're looking at is a human being with the supernatural power and authority of the lord in operation yeah ask yourself this do you think that jesus would have struck them dead after dying on the cross for everybody, yeah. beating yeah. sin and death, do you think Jesus would have killed them? Yeah. No. So how does this happen? Right. How does he have that? And, and, and you almost want to go like, Lord, why did you let that happen? Right. Well, we're kids. Yeah. But the Lord wants to give that to us. Yeah. And he's trusting that in that intimacy his heart will always ever be rubbing off on us and it will act in love. The commands are what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Like, I wouldn't want to be killed, yeah. so I'm not going to kill anybody. Right, right. Right? It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. But we have Peter, yeah. the same knucklehead yeah. that grew up in the Jewish culture, which was all judgment. Yeah. He witnesses the life of Jesus. Still trying to get his act together. Jesus is literally carrying the cross. And what does he do? He tries to cut a man's head off. The guy dodges and cuts the ear. What did Jesus do? Picked it up and fixed it. So you can can actually have a measure of the Lord's power and authority and still not be perfect. Still mess it up. Now, the good news is Jesus is there. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, he can yeah, fix some fix things. Yeah. Now, for Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira, they were doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. I'm sure they went to heaven. Yeah. But their physical bodies were over at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was cut short. Yeah. But it's, it's all for the work of the Lord. It's for the advancement of the kingdom. Yeah. And not this kind of airy, yep, the Lord's going to do it and we're waiting. But when you realize that God has put invitations out to those who will sign up to be generals, yeah. who will lead 
the, the next massive mm-hmm. movement who have a, a purer heart than the world has yet to see with more power and authority that is yet to have been given. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, John 14, 20, if you're having a hard time swallowing this, that you will do greater things than yeah, I. Yeah. Here's my problem. Jesus said that 2,000 years ago. How much have we seen technology, just phones, innovate in 20 years? Yeah. Right? If phones can innovate that much in 20 years, yet how many people have we seen operate like Jesus in 2,000 years? Yeah. I think we've missed it. We've missed something. Yeah. Something along the way has Mm. been missed. Yeah. Yet we have stories of saints who spent so much time with the Lord that just in, in prayers and adoring Him would be Floating in the trees. Stories like that. Like God is exploding with, with, with wanting to give his sons and daughters the same seal of approval that he gave Jesus. And he's just waiting. He's calling us all, but he's only going to choose those ones that will say anything and everything for your kingdom and being a son operating in sonship and that's where my life is mm-hmm. that's where it's headed and where it will always head yeah. where it will always be and i know that god's not his love for me isn't based on what i do but i do what i do because the love that he gives me yeah. just this morning I, w- I was wasn't doing anything spiritual i yeah. was trying to get the lid on my coffee cup which is hard when you haven't had coffee like we need easier coffee machines first of all i need like a button like you realize i have not had coffee and this is a science experiment happening keurig i have a keurig and still sometimes it's like it's it's innovation somebody innovate coffee maker just another level please would be great on a timer that I don't have to set. <laughs> they have? Oh, that, well, yeah. <laughs> Mental timer, like, go. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, I see it. Gifts of the Lord moving on somebody right now. <laughs> Plans, blueprints in the name of Jesus. Uh, but I'm just trying to get my, my lid on my coffee cup and watching a video of um, the actors who, uh, who play Marvel superheroes. Yeah. They're reading tweets that people have wrote, written about them that are mean oh okay so like they're reading these Uh mean tweets Uh and it was it was pretty entertaining to see kind of how they were you have to have thick skin to be in such a public eye but i'm watching that and i'm trying to get the lid on my coffee cup and then just get i just got hit with a wave Mm -hmm. of god's i started bawling oh my god like i'm a grown man i have a full beard if you haven't (laughs) this lighting is doing wonders for this beard <laughs> but just just got hit with a wave of the, so much so that mm. like I, I ended up on my hands and knees on the ground and like it's just really it yeah. is hitting me wave and it's not that my heart was breaking for a certain person or situation if you can imagine if if you took everything that hurts the heart of God mm. and just get hit with it mm-hmm. you're just broken and I'm just weeping. And, I, and it just, it happens a lot where it's just this continual sense of urgency of there's so many hurting and mm-hmm. so many broken. Yeah. And as long as you sit in this comfortable place of the Lord is in control and he's going to do it, he already did. 
He sent Jesus, not just to save you, but to cleanse you to the state where he could put his spirit in you, left so the spirit would come and is now waiting for you to just go, yeah, thank you, Lord, I receive it, and now I'm moving in it. Pick up the baton that Jesus left. The Holy Spirit was that baton passing, and we get it, and we sit down. Yeah, or, or we run in the opposite direction. Yeah, or just running in circles. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. you know, no passing. But that's where the love comes into play. That's where, like, once you get that and it's fulfilled, and you you become all trusting of the love that you've received, that is when the baton can be passed. Um, it's just sad that it's not, if anything, it seems more like people hoard it. And that's also probably indicative of our culture, but yeah, there's so many, you said like the problem is, (laughs) well, or we could continue on like the whole (laughs) genre of the problem is and keep going because there, there are, but there is the good news. And I love that it always circles back to that because every problem has a solution. It's already been fixed. Um, so it's, it's just such a space of, of resting in that trust. Um, so I love like all of your, you did have so many tangible examples on how to, um, I'll have to go back and listen to write them down on a list for people. Uh, cause the, I don't even know how far in we are. I know way longer than an hour, but thanks for all those who have stayed on. And hopefully if you've jumped on at the end, you've gotten some incredible goodness of the Lord. Um, I'm so grateful for you, Jesse. I want, I don't want to like cut off our conversation. If you have anything else that you feel inspired to share. I just would like to create an invitation for, for all of us. And it's not from me. It's from the Lord. I just, I just want to throw it out there to create a distinguished moment where you remember and you say, you hearken back this thing there's something about even in the old testament whenever the lord would do something they would build an altar mm-hmm. and it was a moment that they could remember and that even later generations who just heard the stories could know that yeah that that's it because the, the enemy will oftentimes try to steal seed that the lord plants but if you when you put a massive pile of boulders over something that's been put into the ground it's not going anywhere yeah, you know when right. you build an altar it's not going anywhere and so I just want to create an invitation because <clears throat> I have blazed a trail in, in faith that most people, even if they wanted to do it, the people around them wouldn't even allow them. I mean, it was tough yeah. even having yeah. family who really loves me because I'm, I'm pushing outside of kind of their comfort zone and even how they understand the Lord to be and to operate, yeah. Yeah. it it became difficult. I almost had to have everybody mad at me. Yeah. Until the next wave of the Lord's provision or um, just validation came for them to go. Okay, you're you are crazy, but you are hearing from the Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, yeah. there, there, there was a moment there where there was some time between, like, if anything, you just have to trust me, and I have to do it. I have to do it. Everything yeah. is telling me I have yeah. to do it. And so, if you feel, if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on you, maybe uh, you had that moment where the Holy Spirit showed you that there are some aspects and some elements of your life that you don't have to do. 
that he wants to provide for you in, in other ways. Maybe supernaturally. Maybe there's relationships, things that you can let go. You're feeling that invitation. Or maybe where you're at is, is amazing. And you're just asking God, what's next? What's next? Hopefully you've been able to see uh, where you are in your journey as a son of God in sonship, whether you're in, hallelujah, you're, you're saved and you're doing great work for the kingdom, but you want to know what it looks like to be more intimate with the Lord. Or maybe you're even there and you're believing for, for greater gifts. Paul says, you earnestly, he said, lust after the greater gifts. You have permission to lust after the greater gifts because it's those things that will enable you to harvest even more glory for the Lord. There was a, a, a moment when Paul and Barnabas were in Greece and they were working such amazing signs and miracles that in their cultural context in Greece, they assigned them the names Zeus and Hermes. Wow. They're like, surely the gods are walking among men. Wow. And I propose to you that that ought to be the level of our operation. Yeah. A lot of people get get in this space where, you know, I don't want to steal any glory from the Lord. Well, yeah. First of all, if you think you have the ability <laughs> right. to steal God's glory, you already think way higher of yourself than right. than than I do. Right. <laughs> but to do things that makes the world go, whoa. What is that? And you go, it's the Lord. The, 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 that passage continues on that it, it, Paul and Barnabas literally tore their clothes, which was a sign that they weren't even high priests in their own culture because yeah. Jewish priests couldn't tear their robe. Right, right. So they're, they're doing everything they can to be humble. And it said that, that they had to do all they could to keep them from making offerings to them. Now, just take that picture and go, Lord, I don't know where my provision is going to come from. <laughs> yes. Well, even those who yes. worship other gods, be, you begin to steal things that were meant for the enemy. Wow. The, 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 the fruit of the wicked. The Bible talks about how the, the fruit and things of the wicked will be given to the righteous. Wow. That Paul and Barnes are being provided for from people who were committing idolatry. Getting provision. And they had, it was too much. That's the invitation. That's what we have. So no matter where, no matter where you are, I just want to create an invitation and a space for you to say yes to the Lord. And again, to have a moment where he can begin to speak to you. And what I'd love to do, Tamara, if it's okay, if we can do our, our if we can wrap up, you can say all your things. And then I can end with that because I'd like for this to end in that moment where yeah. we just hand people off to the Lord. If that's yeah, okay. I'm ready now. Okay. Yeah, I don't have to say all the things. All the all things right. are being said. Well, Put on the table. The before, before we do that, I would like to honor you. And you're amazing. And I just see, we were talking a little bit earlier just about the the number eight and just mm -hmm. a new beginning, things being established. And the Lord is always speaking to us. He is. And I love that moment that you had on the beach. And when you when you were telling me a little bit ago about how the whale came up and, and had a spout, mm -hmm. that's it's very it's something that's very necessary for a whale to do. Mm -hmm. It's a grabbing of of air. Yeah. It has come from the deep. It's yeah. come out of things. It's been on a journey. I don't know how long they can stay underwater, but I know it's a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. So it's like you've got, done some serious work and now coming up for air. This moment, I see there now a being a time where you're beginning to descend again and mm -hmm. just deeper things of the mm -hmm. Lord. So take this moment. Yeah. Um, 
I see even a week, two weeks of just kind of breathing, just breathing. Take it in. Yeah. <laughs> Take it yeah. in. Because I see you going deep. Yeah. I see you really going deep. Mm -hmm. And the things around you, the beauty of life, like that, those group of dolphins that were accompanying that whale. Mm -hmm. Just having a tribe of people so with you that just at the sight of them makes you smile. Yeah. It's like how amazing life is mm -hmm. to just be with such a tribe of people that it's like, yeah, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And they even um, break the water for you you saw the dolphins before you saw the whale like they go ahead of you that's also the lord he's constantly moving he's yeah. all around he's yeah. doing all these things yeah. and just knowing that he's always with you he precedes you and they caught your attention first it's yeah. the lord around you his spirit on you that catches people's attention first and then when they see you they're like oh that makes sense now <laughs> that makes sense now and that is a almost a once in a lifetime thing unless you're like i'm going on a whale riding yeah, thing sure, no, to be on a run on yeah to be walking on the beach and to see that yeah. what are the odds yeah gary was okay? shocked yeah but for people to encounter you and go what are the odds mm. to let that be yeah. what leaves people's minds when you walk away and they're like that was amazing to, to see that something that God has created at work in its natural habitat, mm -hmm. but in a moment um, colliding with a different habitat yeah. with air. So good. You know what I mean? A whale yeah. on a beach is not a yeah. good day. Yeah, right, right, right. Don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But but um. but in that moment having to come up for air. So your interaction, you interacting with people who haven't yet learned how to walk on the water, who haven't gone deep in the Lord, who haven't decided to go all in in their dreams, but to still be on the beach, to be getting close and and them seeing just the joy and the zest in which you live life. And you go, Hey, come on, I'm trying. Let's go. So good. It's it's amazing. So good. Come feel the water. So the the uh, festival we had something in the water, yeah, and you're exactly. just telling people there's something in the water. So there's something amazing, and when you're being a new creature, mm -hmm. it is like being a an Atlantean. Yeah. You know, you operate in such a world that everybody. And, and when um uh, oh this is good. Um, what's his name? Aquaman. Aquaman. That's, that's so he had to be because he grew up out of his environment. He had to be taught that the water was actually his natural environment, and he was born with the ability to not just survive but to thrive there. But somebody had to come along and and unlock it and activate it, and then he was the best one the world has ever seen. Yeah. Talk about feeling behind the curve, yeah. and then now releasing freedom. For so many people. Yeah, yeah. And so I it's just so I just I thank you. the Lord that you've gone from feeling like, man, I've wasted time. I've I've felt so behind in seasons and now to this place where you're literally fighting and warring for and granting other people room to be free. To be free. And you're like, I don't even know how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. So I just bless that thank on you. you. Thank so you so much. much for having me. Always. But but you guys there in the audience, just just take this moment. Just close your eyes again. Just see Jesus. And again, I, this is one of my most invaluable practices. And it, it what's amazing is when you do this, the hardest part in the beginning is is stilling your mind. It really is a practice. Allowing the worry and stuff to go. Because know that when you're in the Lord's presence, He doesn't want you to do anything else but to just be with Him. So you have to give yourself the permission. Mm -hmm. To just only worry about him. To just love on him. 
take, I love having, I call them merry moments, mm-hmm. where you just sit at the feet of Jesus, and everybody else is running around, hey, mm-hmm. aren't you supposed to be doing something? And you're like, probably, <laughs> but... <laughs> this is really awesome. <laughs> but this is the best thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. just see him. Just have a merry moment. Just stop and see the Lord. And just tell him, if it's you, you want to walk into another level of sonship. You want to know what it means to live in the strictly in the identity as a child. Not what identity the world says you can do or be, what even you've you thought you were or could be. You are a son. You are a loved royal child of the king. And that's not just words. It's an actual identity and a way of living that the Lord has invited you into. So just choose now to just say yes and allow him to just love on you to take burdens. I just release burdens right now in the name of Jesus. I release uh, the, the, the weights that so easily entangle and keep us from spending time with the Lord. I even, I cancel plans. I cancel trips. I cancel appointments, just things. If you will get hungry for the Lord. And right now I just impart a fire a holy fire, a holy addiction of intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And not just a biographical reading, a devotion or a Bible, but an intimate experience that will breed life. That you'll even, you'll be reading your Bible and you'll have to stop to just stare at him and love on him and just adore him. Because when you adore the Lord, you create a door for the Lord to expose himself to you, to manifest to manifest his presence around you and with you. So even I just impart supernatural encounters as you begin to behold him, as you just look at him, that you will experience for those of you like me that, that have the language of, the love language of touch, that you will have physical encounters, feelings, even even now, just the hair raising up on your skin, or even just, just a touch like a hand on your shoulder, or just the feeling like someone's in the room with you. It is him. He's always there. He's always been there. He's never left you. Just allow him to love on you. Trust the words that he's telling you, that I've, that I've caught every tear, even though there are holes in my hands. And even though there are holes in my feet, I never stumble when I'm carrying you. Mm. He's always, always been there. He loves you so dearly. So just stay in that place. We love you. The Lord Mm. loves you. And just stay there if you can. Just stay there and we're going to sign off. We just bless you in the name of Jesus. Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. 
bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.